You're listening to Moody Radio 89.3, and guess what? Jeff Burkaw is here with us this morning. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, sir. I love these cooler, crisper mornings in sunny <laughs> South Florida. Well, I thought it would be good as we talk about Father to Father, 10 Minutes for Men here on this Saturday. If we kind of just reset for a real quick second so everybody knows who we are and what our plans are here, let me first say I, I thought it would be good for us to admit the fact that as we talk, we grapple. And so <laughs> we don't have all this figured out. We're with we're we're fellow laborers in this uh journey and we're 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 just figuring these things out and our ideas are hopefully something that you can find useful, right, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. We're not over here claiming we have the uh the corner market on on men's issues, but we're just trying to throw out some things as guys who are both fathers, who are blessed with children, who have seen the struggles that come with that, the growth that comes through that, and we're so thankful by God's grace to, to have our kids, to have our sons, and we want to just uh, be available to throw out some ideas to other fathers and very aware mm. that we are teaching this morning as broken men, not as men who are experts. All right, which leads to the point that if you have questions for Jeff or or concerns or whatever, he's more than willing to hear from you. And how can they connect with you? Uh, they can connect with me through my uh, email uh, address of ironforge at bellsouth.net. And there, my contact information is also on the Moody Radio yeah. um, uh, website. Yeah, go to ericandbridget.org, and you can find that there. Do you, do you have groups going on right now in this time of the season, season of the We're year? We're just now uh, restarting. We have uh, one that's going to be starting in Boca here in the next month. We're excited about that. We have one ongoing in Broward. We're excited about that. Uh, for all you people in the Midwest, we have a couple of groups out in the Kansas City, Missouri area. <laughs> what? You travel weekly? <laughs> no, I've got a, a man who I've been very blessed to have is my best friend for years, and uh, he is like my my Jonathan and David relationship. So he uh, he's been running some groups out there. Wow. For years. Yeah, we we knew each other back in Tampa about thirty years ago, and. That relationship kind of blossomed into this work. So. Well, we should call him up and do a session with him maybe once. Great idea. He'd love to. He's got a great voice, by the way. So. All right. We will uh, somewhere, maybe somewhere down the line talk to him. But anyway, that is kind of where we're at. And if you wanted to find out more about those groups, I'm sure you can uh, connect with Jeff that way also. Again, that information at ericandbridget.org. But we've been uh, talking a lot about this relationship we have with our, our sons and ways to get help and it is tricky for us, isn't it, Jeff, to, to have a good, strong relationship with our sons? It is. They are growing into their own young man and eventually man. And uh, there are times when we, uh, we're we we're not mind readers. There are times that they're going through things, so we have absolutely no idea. So I just want to stress, I cannot stress enough. I know we talk a lot about fathers and sons, but thank God for our wives or mothers because they will pick up on stuff that we don't normally pick up on. So a huge part of this, guys, is – and we started the, our first couple of months talking about having a – to start off with relationship, having honor, honoring relationship with our wives and mothers. And please refer back to those older podcasts because, again, that's a huge piece here. But, it, but we've, we're, we're called by God to take on this role. And too many of us, um, because our wives are so equipped and so ex, so excellently 
uh, able to pick up on things our sons are going through is that we do have a tendency sometimes to kind of drop those responsibilities on our wives. And I think we're putting too much on their shoulders. They've got so much to take care of. At some point, we need to take up this mantle. And based on what I read in scriptures, based on what I know about my own life, I believe it starts around when our son's around six or seven. I think this concept that we we don't start entering your lives until they hit puberty. I mean, it's, if that's happened with you, I totally understand it's not too late. But if we can, we want to start being having meaningful relationship with them at six or seven. So um, that's what we're going to be talking a little bit about today. There's a word you're using, watchman. Why do you use and like this term, watchman? Well, I think that uh, there's a lot of overused terms out there like, you know, the band of brothers or the squad or the team. And, you know, they're kind of kind of cool terms. But this traditional term uh, came out actually years ago. There was a book written. It was a theological position I wasn't necessarily fully in agreement with. But the concept was in relationships as men, we're to be watchmen for each other. We're mm-hmm. to care for not just each man, but our, even our families and care for What's around us? Um, a more specific term in the in the uh, military is somebody will say, "Do you got? Do you have my six? The six o'clock position um, when you're in a plane or when you're walking forward is your rear position." Mm-hmm. Uh, we as men have to admit, as you said earlier, that we have a blind spot. A lot of us think that we can see all and be all, but that's just our own hubris, stupidity, whatever you want to call it. We do need someone to look after our backside. Now, the main person that God's given us to do that is our wives. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, unfortunately, though, with as many men experience, uh, we, we will struggle at times with having a good relationship there. So I believe God wants us to for sure have at least one man, if not more, in our lives that are going to be that guy that's going to speak the truth to us, even though it's not popular, that's going to be that person that will be an honest mirror for us and and, and let us know when we have either a weak position. And I got to tell you, fathering with having men like that has been so great because I can't tell you how many times it's helped me in my own fathering of my children. So the idea of having a watchman in our lives, men that um, are, are part of us. Now, notice I didn't say women. Gentlemen, if you are married, I do not believe it is your calling to find another woman at the office who is just as understanding as your wife, maybe even more. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. It's a, it's a great trick from Satan to think that we're called to do that. I don't see that in the Scripture. I don't see that we're designed to do that. We're designed to have one woman in our lives that we are emotionally connected with. Now, if God allows an older woman to come alongside us in a church, you know, to kind of be that encourager, well, that's just, that's just great from, from God's perspective. But, but from our perspective, we are to look to have that kind of relationship with other men. The problem is a lot of us— kind of have by, I won't call it innate, but almost like a sense of caution with other men because men can be mean. They can hmm. be deadly. They can be trick, tricky, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, sophists, if you will. And um, and so we want to be careful uh, to, to say that this is a developed friendship over time and it deepens over time. And so we look for those kind of men. Could be one man in our lives, could be others. But I believe God wants us to have that in our lives. Well, and that—so you said the key person here is our wife. Uh, Even beyond that, though, is the Holy Spirit, and that's where all this process starts. Mm -hmm. And if we're not asking the Holy Spirit to find those people to build into our life, then we're we're really missing out because 
Um, he's not just our comforter. He is our watchman, right? Yes. And I believe that one of the things I think we make a huge mistake on is we try to look for some guy that's the most popular guy in the room or some <laughs> successful businessman in our lives or the pastor of our church or somebody that we think is, you know, this higher in person. That's the guy that's going to speak into our lives. That's interesting because Jesus says, you're going to find me in the least of these. Mm. So why aren't we looking for that man that may be sitting near us and he's not really talking to anybody? I can't tell you how many unbelievably valuable relationships the Lord has allowed me to have through very humbled men who are broken, who have actually helped me to see things in my life much more clearer than maybe sometimes guys around us that are good guys, that we like being around. You know, they're popular. Mm. They're fun. You know, there's nothing wrong to having friends. I'm just talking about— you know, if we're going to have those kind of deeper relationships, I believe it is through the suffering, the the idea of a, them them understanding our suffering and us understanding theirs. Now, there's just not a lot of those guys just walking around with a sign on their chest saying, "Hey, I'm open to your suffering." Yeah. But um, I will say this: I, I I say this not because I, I'm just a you know a, psych, a psych, psychotherapist, marriage family therapist, but it's because I've experienced it in my own life. I know other men that have experienced it in their lives. But what's a really cool example of this is if, if anybody's out there is, has heard of the Band of Brothers, it's an HBO series. It was on. It was a uh, very factual account of this uh, company, uh, a military company, U.S. Army company called the Easy Company. Uh, they're also called the 101st Airborne. And they were, they were men that would be sh- uh, dropped into areas that were the hottest areas, the hardest areas. They were just known to, to work well together. They were very inter- interconnected, and they faced a lot of tough things. Mm. Well, a gentleman that kind of rose up in the ranks from a, a, literally a corporal to eventually become the captain of this company, uh, Captain Winter, as if you go watch the series, you will come to highly respect this man. At the end, he has this interesting quote because people ask him, why, why are you guys so connected? Why were you so able to go through years of horrible, horrible conditions together, mm-hmm. be able to face tremendous suffering? And he said he believed that as he, as he went through over the years of their growth together, it's believed, he believes it was the suffering that they shared together that made them so connected. And isn't that interesting? Now, we also see this in other parts of life. Certainly, God tells us it's through our weaknesses that his strength is made perfect. He constantly tells us to weep with those who weep. He tells us to be available, to share our burdens with one another. He doesn't tell us to be this this uh, ramrod in the corner that can just hack it on his own. Uh, that, that guy that they used to call in the military when I was in the military, they call him John Waynes because mm. they acted like they could do it on their own. But Or lone wolves are even worse. But but, you know, we want to learn to not just act as a team, but a team of men who have who have care for one another and they care for each other's suffering. And sometimes that means we tell the other guy, it's time to get off your six o'clock position and let's get up and let's move on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to be that kind of guy to also say to them, we're walking together. We're walking together. So I think it's a great, uh, a great quote from Captain Winter. There's another excellent one from Oswald Chambers, Mount Mosfer's Highest. On June 25th, you can find it on, on the website. It's, it talks about receiving one's, quote-unquote, self through the fires of sorrow where God takes us through. And just the end quote was just phenomenal. He said, you know the man who has received himself in the fires of sorrow, for he has ample leisure for your pain. Mm. Let us pray to God, just like you just said, through the Holy Spirit that helps us find or brings a man to us 
that has ample leisure for our pain. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be. Well, if you would like to connect with Jeff, again, all those points of connection are listed at our website, ericandbridget.org. And if you missed any of this conversation we've had with him, you can run to your favorite podcast service and listen to it again or share it with others. Just search for Mornings with Eric and Bridget. Jeff, thanks for joining us again this morning. It's a privilege and honor, sir.